I would have hit him. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Each time Mickey making an appearance today in the rain. Oh, man, it is horrible. Be safe out there now. We yeah. we know all you guys, when it rains, it, it kind of, you know, pandemonium, you know, happens. And, <laughs> Why you is know, that? It, 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 just traffic all over the place. You can't get anywhere. You better allot an hour from anywhere you're going. Uh, Will was telling us, Will Bowling was telling us, he, he lives like, you know, 10 minutes from here and he took him an hour. I said, did you go the right way? <laughs> he still had it. He said, yeah, I was going the right way. Then I decided to go another way and then another way just to make sure I got here. He took the uh, the scenic route for yeah. sure uh, mm-hmm. today. Um, Titans did their Thursday stat dump. There's so much stuff in here. And it used to be it was like the Derrick Henry Stan account. It's like, oh, Derrick Henry's he's the eighth guy to do this. He's the oh. fifth guy to do this. He's the only guy to do this. Well, since Derrick Henry's had a couple of weeks off, now they're like, let's tweet up, let's, you know, let's send out some stuff about some other people. Um, Who that? Pretty amazing stuff. Titans right now on this winning streak that they're on during the Titans' current five-game winning streak. And think about it. This is against the Chiefs and the Bills and the Rams. This isn't against the Colts. Colts, who, by the way, are going to get dangerous before the end of this season. I don't want any part of oh, that. Oh, I told you, they're, they're, they're a solid team. I hate to say that when their record is what it is, but they are. I, I Guess what? I don't want to play them again. No. Thank goodness those two games yeah. are over yeah. by midseason. Don't want to see them in the postseason. You're not. Uh, but during this five-game winning streak, uh, which started in Jacksonville, the Titans' defensive front is rated among the NFL's top units in affecting opposing passers. During those five games, the Titans' defense has generated 96 total quarterback pressures According to Next Gen Stats, that's second in the NFL, only behind the L.A. Rams, 109. Mm, and we just took them down. Show sure did. Yeah. And here's the thing. And so that actually that's a tribute to our offensive line when you're talking about they're the number one in that as bad as it seemed, it really, that was just the norm. And for people killing Bobby Hart. We'll back up. Yeah, we'll back up alignment. Against the team that gets the most pressures in the NFL. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey man, and he didn't. He probably got no reps with the ones in practice this week. Do you think he got any reps? I mean, maybe got a handful. Probably didn't get that well, much he, if any. He, well, I would say this: he probably got reps on the scout team. Yeah, which was not practicing against like what you're going to do on your own offense. There's no Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, oh, but I'm talking about you're not even practicing your plays. Right. You're doing the other team's plays. plays Absolutely. Right? But you got to continue to work on your technique and basically run someone else's play, so you can still. Continually get better, but that's still tougher. You want to be in the action, working with your guy, your partner next to you. And this is against some of the best teams in the NFL. This was against the top seed in the NFC, the team, the Bills, that everybody still thinks is going to win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl from the AFC, at least a lot of people. And they're doing it with four people every week. Yeah, the defense. It's four people. They're not even blitzing. And it made me think, Blaine, the whole thing about watching Dean Pease's defense was like, ooh, who's he going to send on this play? Right. Is he going to be Jay on? Is it going to be Logan Ryan? Mastermind, scheme up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this thing with Bowen, they may send somebody, but they're still doing it within the context of four people. And, and they're not necessarily blitzing people from way outside the formation like mm-hmm. Dean Pease did. No. He's doing it with the front. The front seven guys. It's just fascinating to well, watch. Well, it's interesting that you compare them, though, but Dean Pease didn't have what they have to work with. Oh, no, he had to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had to do that. And this this defense now can just rely on their front four. The majority of the time, they still scheme some things up here or there, uh, you know, especially with their uh, ET and TE stunts uh, up front. But, yeah, man, that's that's the way the world is going in this league if you're paying attention because of all the passing. 
and then you're playing this two deep, quarter deep, you know, four deep, and all this to force them to dink and dunk, and they get impatient like Mahomes, and he doesn't want it. (laughs) He doesn't want to do that. He wants to splash plays. It's impatient. Then they force it. And then you say, okay, well, our front four, you get back there, then we're going to make you pay for it because they hunt. The other thing that they're doing doing well, and I know this would make uh, Blaine Bishop very excited, you saw against the Rams, they made all the tackles. I think they missed three tackles or something in the game, but they're forcing people to, to throw short, and then they're just taking the guy down right there. Oh, they're doing yeah, great job of tackling. I'm, I'm a big proponent of that because in the pros, you don't actually practice really once the season gets on uh, tackling. Yeah. So, you know, you have to simulate that, and, and sometimes you create bad habits, unbeknown to yourself, especially a DB. You just go tag them up. You don't have your feet correct. You don't have your hands. You, you're not ready to uh, unleash a, a hit. Because uh, you're just practicing. So you got to continually remind yourself in practice, seeing, visualizing, and putting yourself, your body in position to make those tackles. Uh, so the, obviously they're doing the good, you know, the right things in practice because you can't tackle that good in the game. These guys are really good in open space. And guess what? They're going to face, uh, I think, Alvin Kamara. I mean, I don't know if he's going to play or not, but man, he's one of the best open field runners and players yep. in the league, in the NFL entirety. So. It's going to be another tough task, but every week is always going to be somebody. Yeah, sure is uh, in this league. Uh, but, man, if you can rush with four and cover with seven, mm-hmm. and you tackle, spot tackle the way they've been spot tackling, mm-hmm. you can win a lot of dang games. Well, here's what I'm going to say, and I'm not going to say this is the case, but I always use this when, when, when I talked about Tampa Bay in the secondary. I say, you can't name any of those guys. None of those guys are pro bowlers. You know, you know, may know some of them just because of where they went in the draft, right. or like Winfield Jr. and everything else, but – you can't name off the top of your head, oh, who's your top 10 corners in the league? None of them on that team. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? They look real good when that front four is hunting, don't they? They look really good. Guess what? Our secondary looks really good. We didn't even, we didn't even had Fulton, who was the best uh, on the team thus far until he got injured. Now we're getting by with guys off the street, guys on practice squads, guys who are second and third string, guys who are doing a heck of a job because now their confidence is gaining and then they're – they're, you know, locking on the guys and say, okay, y'all got to get rid of the ball quicker. Y'all not going to be able to get rid of the ball because y'all going to be on your back. So that that is fun, man. I mean, it's almost laughable when you're a DB, when you, you know, you have that kind of feeling like, oh, our front is getting there. They're going to get there. And your your confidence in your play, it, it, it becomes a different animal. And you had that. You, yeah. You, you had, had that it. as a player. You know what that feels like. We were like. a good defense, a really good defense, but then we became a great defense. We got Javon Curse, And he made everything easy for everybody else up front. I mean, I mean, everybody's attention went to Curse, and then they were winning their one-on-ones now. Nobody could slide protections, and they, they were winning. And then they didn't know where it was coming from. Then sometimes they would blitz me or whoever, linebackers, you know, whatever it may have been, even corners. Uh, so, yeah, it, it made it a lot easier to play the secondary and now even more so with all the passing pass the ball but they don't pass they didn't pass it like this in my era i mean they throw the ball it's like that's the first thing not on the Vrabel side not not him he's going counter that which i like because now your your teams aren't prepared to play a team like that sure uh so this physical and runs the football he may meet his match when they play the patriots though i've been watching a little bit of them they run the football they're pretty physical I was impressed with Jones, but uh, right now, got the Saints. Their defense is going to be a lot to handle, so we're going to see if our defense outplays their defense. Something about the Saints, when every time I watch them, 
they just look different on turf than on grass. They, I don't know what it is. They just look faster when they play in the dome or on any turf surface. When they look, when they're on the grass, they just look like a really good team. Like as far as speed wise, I'm just looking at speed and the talent, and I and it and I don't know why that is. And they just some dome teams don't play as fast on grass. So I'm interested to see that part of, it. and that could be the edge in this game. Dome teams like playing in domes, right? Yeah, grass teams like playing on that grass. That's the team over there across yeah. the Cumberland that's built to play on grass. Yeah, well, it's, it's built to play on anything, really, yeah. at this point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I'll be interested. And, you know, you, I want a kind of cold, little chill, 45-ish. Mm-hmm. Little, little cold breezy. that morning. I don't know what the temperature is supposed to be. And we want it to be like that. And, and mm-hmm. What's uh, the yeah. temperature supposed to be? Uh, Saturday, high of only 48, low of 32, which means it'll be a little bit chilly, Willie, exactly when we're doing that pregame show. High's only going to be 54. That's, that's, that's right where you want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So low uh, Sunday night of 30. So What's the wind chill? Is there anything on no, I don't have that. No. I got the crappy no. app on my phone. Okay. I, well, I, I didn't know if we were, were going to do, you know. Gotta get Davis Nolan. They that. like to throw the ball around the yard a little bit, but Sean Payton's always uh, runs his offense around the quarterback's talent. Simeon is uh, Trevor Simeon. He's a average arm guy. We, we know a little bit about him because he was on the practice squad, wasn't he? Yes. Here, who one of the uh, one of the, <laughs> the guys that couldn't beat out Woodside again, right? <laughs> I love to see that list. That w- w- that's what we'll give. Uh, yeah, that's why Lucas Research walked away. Pros- yeah, Luke, project Lucas for is, young Lucas. We want to know all the quarterbacks at some point before uh, this hour's up. Who uh, backed up behind Woodside? That he's knocked off. We were, we were talking about it today. You know, Miles Garrett has a quarterback graveyard of all the quarterbacks oh, he, he sacked, sacked that he yeah. wore on his cape for Halloween. Logan Woodside should get one for every quarterback he's beaten out. Yeah. He's got, how many do you think there are? Like six, seven? Ooh, I don't know, man. How long? I would say about eight to ten. Because some of them, I, it just depends on how you want to count them. I mean, do you even count like a draft pick that you cut, you know, two weeks after you drafted him? I mean, yeah, you have yeah, to. I mean, you you have so. to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, he's on the list. I mean, I'll, I'll put it together. He's Logan, on the list. Logan Woodside. Cincinnati Bengals practice squad or offseason 2018. Tennessee Titans, he spent some time here in 2018. Then he played for the San Antonio Commanders in 2019. He has been here since 2019, Lucas. All right, so since 2019. We're not since counting 2019, 18. not his earlier stint, but since he became as oh. our Twinkies after a nuclear holocaust where he survived, or cockroach. We should call him cockroach because they say they'll survive anything. He has been the cockroach since 2019. Didn't we have somebody on the team we used to call cockroach? Was it uh, Chris Henry? Run to darkness. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Butler was street rat. <laughs> Why? Who? Right, man, you guys come with all Butler. these names. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Eccles so... was toast. Remember that? Oh, <laughs> man. I'm sorry. It feels so horrible. We're talking about people, that. man. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but that's toast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's just like living his life. and He just felt the disturbance in the force. Oh, man. Um, wasn't Chris Henry cockroach because he ran to darkness? Remember, they, he didn't have any stats at Arizona State or Arizona, but then he went to the combine. Oh, oh that, that Henry. Yeah, that Henry. And, yeah, and the, he looked the one like, they drafted the second round. Yeah, he looked yeah. like. Oh, he looked great in his woo! shorts. You're like, oh, this guy's going to tear it up. He got out Man, there. It's just another time when you looked the part, but you're not the part. But nothing backed up that draft status. It was a part-time well, player. Well, his senior year, he blew up and had like over 1,000 yards or something like that. 
<laughs> and then he got to the combine, you know, and deadlifted a thousand pounds or whatever. Red fast, three cone did. drill, yeah, and he jumped it. high. Yeah, and they got intoxicated by a bunch of measurements, like yeah. just straight drunk on that. Yeah, and then I'm sure there was some. Uh, we need to look and see who was drafted right after him. That's okay, Lucas. That's your second project for today. No, drafted after who? I'm. I'm in the no, middle of my we, first yeah, We're going to just Henry. give you one thing at a time. I think he was cockroach, though, because he ran to darkness. <laughs> oh, I remember I was on the team, too, so I don't want to say who it was. <laughs> oh, so it was somebody else? Oh, no, no, I don't remember who it okay. was. We were just laughing at him all the time. So he was like, man, this guy. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it was really funny, though, because the players actually know before, like, the coaches or, or the management who, who drafted him. Like, oh, man, this guy's not very good. First of all, because he could fool you. First of all, we were in shorts and everything. He looked like, ooh, uh-oh, we might have got us one here, man. This guy must go be good. Man, as soon as we – that's when I learned about – as soon as we put on the pants, uh-oh, this guy disappeared. I was like, oh, man. And Chris Henry managed to stick around here for three years and played nine games. No, he played ten in three years after he, he was a oh, second-round He, he was fast pick. now. <laughs> he was fast. He was a 50th pick in the draft in 2007. Then he played one game for Seattle, and he was done. No, man, no, I definitely didn't play with him, but we had somebody like that, too. Okay. Well, maybe there were two cockroaches on the team. Yeah, that's why I heard it before. But, you know, those are probably jokes in the locker room. <laughs> they probably never they got never out. made it out. And I don't know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, yes. You'd be a nice. I, I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um. Be thinking about this. 145, we got Mike Dettelier coming up next. He's one of our favorite guests on the radio station to talk Saints. Uh, we can ask him draft questions. We can ask him anything. He can answer anything. 145, check out Blaine and Mickey Twitter. We're going to do some midseason Titans awards. Uh, we got a couple people who've responded. We want your response there. So respond. You can see offense, defense. You can see all the categories. Yeah. Or uh, 145, you can even call in, and we'll keep that going into the uh, next segment as well, Titans Midseason Awards. But next, Mike Dettelier here on Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Uh, this guy's just a great guest no matter what. If we just wanted to talk about, you know, where to get the best gumbo or if we want to talk about the draft or the Saints or anything, we just love him. Mike Dettelier joins us now. Mike, how, how in the world are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, no hurricanes uh, in the Gulf, so <laughs> we're doing real good. Well, I, kn I know I sent you a message to check on you when all that happened, and so did a lot of other people. How how are all of our friends and neighbors doing down there? Well, Mickey, it's um, th this is going to be a long-term build. Uh, you know, I, I was fortunate. Um, yes, I did have some, uh, some roof, uh, some structural damage to a part of my home. <laughs> I had a... Uh, an old shed that I, I guess had been built since 1986 with a couple thousand pounds of uh, work tools that uh, got lifted up and thrown onto part of my part of my uh, roof. Ooh. But, um, you know, hey, uh, we everything good and uh, it's getting better inch by inch each day. You know, I'm good, you know, for me. Uh, I had a livable home and uh, that sort of thing. But, uh, man, still a lot of suffering down here in the lower parts of Lafourche and Terrebonne. Uh, you got people living in tents, uh, makeshift homes. And so, uh, you know, that, that, that's difficult to see. But, uh, um, you know, resilient people, tough people, and uh, 
getting better each day. Hey, is there is there a, an account or a church or a Red Cross? Is there is there somebody doing stuff that our listeners could send money or send anything to to help? Uh, Mickey, I, I can send you a link to a couple of different people okay. um, that are, are doing that type of work. And um, we finally, I think, you know, okay, this happened in late August, and uh, federal government's uh, just acting now. They're just starting to send uh, like a couple dozen FEMA trailers here. Okay. And th- these are people that are in the, one of the most strategic spots in the United States. 90% of the oil and gas uh, that is flowed through here, through our country, goes through Port Fouchon. Uh, and Port Fouchon is uh, actually 68 miles from where I live. But they were ground zero. Uh, they caught winds there 222 miles an hour. Wow. And these are the people that are working there uh, in the seafood business also. Uh, I have one friend of mine, Dean Blanchard. Uh, he supplies 13% of the seafood in the United States. One dude, one raging Cajun from the Bayou, uh, 13%. And federal government could care less, really, to be honest about you. They treat it like insurance. Go move somewhere else, okay? Uh, you know, and for a lot of these people, they may not have another choice, and it would hurt everybody, but these are the people that are working those all and gas rigs and getting through all that, <laughs> you know, you got a lot of people here and say, we've just turned that spigot off. If you bitching about $3 and 25 cents a gallon gas, you really bitch if that, if that thing gets uh, turned off, but it, it would hurt everybody, including us. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just hard to see how, just how inept, uh, and it's all, come on, it, this isn't a Democrat, Republican, independent thing. They all, they all, screw-ups every one of them and so uh they only won't come here for a photo op everyone so it's uh, it's really a sad situation goes to show you when you pull that lever in the box you better make sure uh your local officials are the best people because those are the people that really uh if you were like lone ranger they 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 were the people that came through i'm talking about parish presidents and mayors and sheriff's department, people like that, that they were the real heroes in all this uh, to, to get everything up. Um, you know, I was I was allowed electricity for 16 days, and um, you know, home generators are great, man. Natural gas. Uh, uh, I, I got tipped off by a friend of mine in 2008. He's like, Mike, you got extra money, invest in Generac. And I'm like, well, man, what you talking about? You know, at that time, there, there were a few people I'd heard of with home generators, but. You know, it was mostly, you know, just for, like, independent use or if you want to go camping. And uh, mm-hmm. and that's a big thing here now. If you had it, very fortunate. Well, But I'll send you that link, Mickey. Please do. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll please do. We'll tweet it out, I promise you, Mike, and we'll be happy to do that. Um, all right, let's 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 talk a little football, Saints and Titans getting ready to play. I, I want to ask the first question about this because I get to talk about one of my favorite people, <laughs> one of my fellow Arkansas State alums. You got a great one in Demario Davis down there. Uh, other than Alvin Kamara, he's the best football player on this team. Ooh. I mean, I think back, you know, it's over 35 years me covering the, the NFL and college football. I can't remember another linebacker in his 30s hit his prime. Yeah. You know, most of the time, those guys, 25 to 28, you know, Davis, he bounced around this league all over. Jets, Browns, Jets, 
Uh, he comes here with the Saints, and he's a star player. Uh, really is. Been just tremendous. Great leader. Uh, and as much as I can talk about how talented he is, he's an even better person. Really is. Just a tremendous guy on and off the field. And he's taking the mantle, uh, you know, so to speak, from Drew Brees. He, he's the leader on this football team. Just a great football player. And, man, you wish you had like a – you know, I know you can't have 22 like that. But you wish you had about 15 of them because, man, he can play. He's smart, great instincts. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's against the run or he's blitzing the quarterback, pass coverage. He is superb, just superb. Oh, well, I uh, love hearing it. Hopefully uh, hopefully he plays great on Sunday, but not so great that the Saints can win this. Uh, Mike Dettelier, our guest, <laughs> he is at Mike Dettelier, M&D Draft Report, Saints Report, WWL Radio, and a whole bunch of other great media spots for him. No doubt, Mike. Thanks for coming on, man. And I guess sticking with the defense, since you were talking about Demario Davis, uh, is uh, what about that front four? Because you guys, when you look at the stats, you guys have done – Pretty solid versus the run, and that's what the Titans like to do, run the football and set up the play-action pass. So kind of take us through what the defense has been like this season uh, consistently versus the run as well as getting after the passer. Blaine, every, uh, we have three or four camps here on the Bayou. You know, everybody knows about demanding one, but we have the biggest offensive-defensive line camp in the country, um, Louisiana line camp. And Ryan Nielsen, who's the Saints defensive line coach, is, is one of the guys that's there every year. And so, uh, you know, him and I sit down, we have a long interview. Before I even ask the first question to him, he's like, hey, he says, kiddo, he says, don't ask me about a pass rush first. Always ask me about stopping the run. Because mm-hmm. if, if we can do that, I can do a lot of different things to get after your ass, you know, <laughs> as a quarterback. I can do a lot if we can stop it. And it's been a point of emphasis for Ryan and that defensive line. We wondered a little bit about how that would be this year because there was some reshuffling of the interior of the defensive line. Uh, Sheldon Rankins uh, became a free agent, and he took, he took off uh, to the Jets. And then Malcolm Brown, uh, he got dealt off to Jacksonville. Uh, David Onyemata is just coming back after a six-game suspension. Um, maybe the most gifted football player on this team. I mean, there ain't much he can't do. I mean, he is a load in the middle uh, as a pass rusher and also against the run. Uh, Shy Tuttle, a former University of Tennessee guy who was hurt so much for the volunteers. Now, Ryan recruited him when he was at North Carolina State and remembered that, and he got him here. He's played real solid uh, inside and they've used a lot of different combinations. Uh, Kano Passano, who they got from the Chiefs, has been worked inside a defensive tackle. Marcus Davenport, who he is super talented also, just he's injured all the time, so you got a difficult spot with him. But he's also worked at defensive tackle. Cam Jordan's been absolutely terrific against the run. Mm. It has been a huge point of emphasis for this football team to stop the run and then get after the quarterback, pressure the quarterback. And it's worked all but really two games this year. Carolina game you got to throw out. They, they got torched against Carolina. But it didn't work against the Giants. They couldn't get to Daniel Jones. And last week they couldn't get to Matt Ryan. And they got to him late twice. 
But the rest of the time, he's sitting back there. He could have made the sandwich, brought it to the picnic, ate it, and came back. <laughs> I mean, they, they no effect on him throwing the football. But in answering your question, they've done a really good job stopping the run almost all year long. They have That has been a huge point that Sean has gotten out to the rest of his team. Hey, listen, if we can stop the run, then we can – we can get a pass rush for, with the guys we got. Uh, didn't work last week, though. They stopped the run. Falcons didn't get squat running the football. But Matt Ryan was hot, and he just absolutely uh, torched them. Well, that then leads to how's the pass defense. Because I'm interested to see if Lattimore matches up with uh, A.J. Brown or Julio. How you, that can whole bank that, you can bank that's going to happen. It's going to be Lattimore up against A.J. <laughs> uh, I think – it may be some mix and match because he's familiar, too, with Julio. Uh, you know, <laughs> they've tangled a few times here. But I think if you're looking at it from the Saints' point of view, the guy that I think they fear right now is A.J. Brown mm-hmm. uh, is run after catch skills. And that's the other uh, thing with this football team that they have really uh, stopping the run. But also, uh, Sean had explained to, uh, to us on WWL, a few times that, you know, I'm looking now when I pick a corner or a safety, they better be able to tackle. So, you know, years ago, we had a corner, you know, you'd make a half-hearted effort, but, you know, you know, you're going for the, for the lower body, just the knockdown. So today you got to get guys that can tackle out in the open field because as you get smaller, and it's, it's funny, this happened about four years ago, Brian Flores, he was with the Patriots at Louisiana line camp stood up and said, okay, all you geniuses that are talking about us and this three and four wide receiver set and how are we going to combat it? You know what you're going to have to figure out and fast, how we stop the run. Cause we're getting smaller and smaller on defense with all these nickel and dime sets. We better find defensive backs who can tackle. If not, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. And I think that is something going to be interesting Tannehill is going to go after whoever the rookie's guarding and Paulson Adebo. He, he's been used to that all year long. They've, they've went at that side. They did acquire Bradley Roby, who has also played solid. But um, every team has picked on the rookie from Stanford, Paulson Adebo. It has not been on Lattimore. Mm. Wrong with uh, Mike Dettiglia, NFL draft, and Saints, of course. Uh, Got to ask you, uh, I guess, uh, real quickly, or Mickey goes into the Kamara, the quarterback situation, everything else is, what was Jack Rabbit like when he was there at cornerback? Man, Jack Rabbit. <laughs> you laugh. He, was, he was one of the true characters um, on, in the Sean Payton time frame. Now, we had, a, we had a lot of those guys before, Sean. Mm-hmm. But Jack Rabbit, and uh, we did a show with him in the offseason. You know, at one time, Jack Rabbit, he led the NFL in, like, holding penalties yep. and stuff for a defensive back. And he explained it to us, man, you know, one of the things I do is I want to see if that referee is going to call it. He said, you know, I pull and tug on that guy. Sometimes I get away with it. And I know that they're going to let me do that most of the game. But he said, they, they get me up for a couple of them early. I'm letting him loose. He, he brought a swagger to this defense that they didn't have before in the secondary. He brought that great confidence, uh, could play the ball well in flight, 
Now, he's going to get penalized because he's, he's going to take some chances. But he was really something. And he was the he would light the flame on Chauncey Garner-Johnson on C.D. Deuce. Man, C.D. Deuce getting a lot of penalties, but they were almost like a tag team together. Uh, a lot of times, uh, Jack Rabbit would set up the fight or the push and the shove, and then next thing you know, CD's involved with it, and CD gets the penalty, and you know Jack Rabbit. But Jack Rabbit was the one who kind of lit the flame. Yeah. And they were a great tag team here together, <laughs> believe me. And they get into the head of a wide receiver like you wouldn't believe. And um, so it, it was. He was great here. He really was. He was the one free agent in the off season. Every one of us talked about. Man, if we could keep that guy, this defense would be much better. And so we miss him. I, I'm, I ain't kidding you. He, he brought a lot to the table. And, yeah, he's mouthy. And, yes, he's got a certain attitude, but he can play. Our buddy Mike Dettelier, our guest at Mike Dettelier on Twitter. Um, so how healthy is uh, Alvin Kamara right now? I saw that he missed practice yesterday. How's he doing, and do you think he'll play Sunday? I think he plays, but he listen. Uh, he's not a big back, so you know he's taking a lot of pounding. He's carting not just one bucket of water for this team; he's carting two. And so you can see where he went into the tent, the medical tent, late against Atlanta, and then came right back out. Um, and so there's some issue, knee, ankle problems he's got. And listen, nobody's healthy. No, Blank can address this. Man, once you this far into the season, everybody got something wrong mm -hmm. one way or another. Yep. Or you're not playing. It, it's, yep. it's one of those things. But he's uh, sort of beat up right now. But he's going to play. I do expect this. I think you're going to see more of Mark Ingram in this game carrying the football than you have uh, mm. the other two games. I, I think they're going to lean a little bit more on Ingram. Because uh, Alvin is sort of nicked up a bit, <clears throat> the one nightmare scenario with him is coming out the flat as a receiver. Uh, because, you know, we've talked to coaches and defenders are like, you know, there's nobody that can cover him one-on-one -on -one when he gets downfield. And he's got another gear in space. So, uh, I, I, But I do have that feeling that Mark Ingram is going to have a lot more touches in this game than he's had uh, the, the prior two weeks since they acquired him from uh, the Texans. All right, running short on time, Mike, but before we let you go, I wanted to ask this. Taysom Hill, how much do you think we see of him versus Trevor Simeon, like the distribution of who plays quarterback? I think Trevor's the guy for this game. Uh, you're going to see Taysom in that um, gadget role, uh, you know, utility guy, playing as a running back, playing as a basically running back at quarterback. You're going to see him also in the slot as a receiver on special teams. Now, he's just coming back from a concussion that he was out for three weeks. Last week was his first uh, venture back. And so the, they they careful with him. But I think you're going to see him in that dual role. And, and Trevor's going to be the guy. Mm. They didn't lose the game last week because of Trevor. They lost the game because they had six drop passes in that game. Mm. And no heat. At all on Matt Ryan until late. And speaking of that, drop passes real quick. Do you have interest in OBJ? How yeah. much? 
Well, I know one thing. Sean's uh, playing like college recruiter right now. <laughs> Man, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know how much he's promising and everything else. But uh, I, I know the Saints are in the hunt. Uh, the thing with it is, if you looking around, and you can play with Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, or you come here to play for Trevor. That man, that sales pitch better be pretty doggone good with Sean uh, to get him to sign here. Yeah. But you know, listen, he's from this area, went to, yeah. went to LSU, uh, but you know, he is setting this up for his next big payday in 2022. Yep. So, you know, uh, I hope he would come here because he'd be the number one option. Believe me, Deontay Harris is the number one option here, and he is a very good little player. But he's awfully small. He's five foot six, and you know, come on, you can't pump him the football uh, eight nine times in a game. So mm-hmm. I think that that's the the big thing with the Saints that OBJ would be your number one guy if he signs with the Saints. Oh man, That'll Mike, you're the best. Uh, we love talking to you. Send me okay. those links or anything you want to send. We'll put that out and try to get some help for uh, for your neighbors down there. Thank you, buddy. Always grateful for your time. Always great. All right, guys. God bless. Thank you. Yes, sir. You too. At Mike Dettelier, follow him. You want to follow him, and you also want his draft guide every year. All right, when we come back, and even into the beginning of the next hour, we're going to do Titans midseason awards. You want to hit up Blaine and Mickey on Twitter, you can see what we're talking about. We'll give ours. We've already had some people do that. Uh, But hit us up. Titans midseason awards. We'll discuss next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. So uh, it's a 17-game season, so we couldn't do this at halftime of the Rams game. That was the midpoint of the season. But we can do it this week, <laughs> we which would have been halftime. fantastic if we just popped on and said, we're going to do some midseason awards here at halftime. We could have done on Titans Radio, man. That halftime. would have been fantastic. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mike Keith and Coach Mack, we're going to jump in here, Rep. Yeah. We're going to. Yeah, they uh, they would have enjoyed it. I think so. I think they would have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to do uh, a little midseason awards, uh, have a little fun today with that. Give out some midseason awards to the Tennessee Titans. Here are the categories. Pretty simple stuff. You can call in. You can hit us. Aaron, yes. uh, Rex have both tweeted us at Blaine and Mickey. You can go there. It's easy to answer the questions. There are midseason awards, offense, defense, special teams. See, we told you this was easy. Biggest surprise, mm. which, I mean, just is your biggest surprise. Biggest disappointment, Aaron actually didn't go player on this. He went something else. I thought this was interesting. Mm. Most underrated Titan through the first half, and Lucas suggested rookie of the year, and as I was putting that in, I was realizing only one rookie has played in every game. But this is one that could change based on who plays in the second half of the season, so it could get much more interesting, the race for Titans rookie of the year, or it's like anything else, like beauty, it's in the eye of the beholder, so you get to pick whoever you want. Mid-season awards for the Titans. Again, you can join us, 615-737-1045. We will give ours. Uh, let me do this one first. I'll read Aaron's first. He was kind enough to tweet into the Blaine and Mickey show. Aaron says this. Offense, Ryan Tannehill. He used the word clutch. Defense, he put descriptions. Big Jeff makes everyone better. Special teams, he says the GOAT, period. Brett Kern. Surprise, David Long Jr. He's everywhere. Disappointment. Injuries. I thought that was an interesting way to look Ooh. at it. Not a Ooh. player. 
Hey, man, it's your, you, you answer these questions however you want to. I love it. Underrated, he said, Saffold always battles through injury. And then the rookie, he says, Molden, uh, are there any other choices who are not injured? <laughs> right. I mean, this is not a lot of options. So Aaron lists those. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got we got several. Uh, Roscoe Gordon says, offense, King Henry. Uh, defense, KB, uh, Byard. Special teams, Curd. Surprise, David Long Jr. A lot of people surprised by David Long. Disappointment. Uh, Josh Reynolds, who is now gone, underrated to Nico Autry, rookie Elijah Molden. That is Roscoe on Blaine and Mickey Twitter. So uh, we've got Rex as well. He says, Henry offense, Bayard defense. Uh, he has Crookshank as his special teamer. Uh, mm-hmm. Jones is his surprise. Autry is his underrated, and Molden is his rookie. So that's Rex on Twitter. He said surprise also could be Jackson. Lucas Panzica, you who are your midseason award winners for the Tennessee Titans? Kind of outside the box for offensive MVP. That's okay. Ben Jones. Oh, the anchor. I say that with Aaron Brewer having played better recently, but I don't know if there's more of a drop-off between Ben Jones and whoever's behind him on the depth chart than anywhere else other than maybe the quarterback position because Ryan Tannehill certainly has to be the MVP of this team moving forward, right, without Derrick Henry the rest of the regular season, most likely. But I think it's Ben Jones offensively. That dude, for how many injuries this offensive line has had to gut through, that dude's been available. He hasn't been healthy, but he's been available. He's been banged up and consistently gets praise from all his teammates, all his coaching staff about his toughness and how important he is. You don't see mistakes from him. He's a leader. For me, it's Ben Jones. I like it. That is outside the box. Well earned by Ben Jones. Mm. Well, we we can all kind of go through this offense and then st- instead of each person going, uh, you got your offense? Again? I do. Who you got? I went with the King just because 30 touches a game while he was available for most of the first half of the season. To me, it was Derrick Henry. The other team knew he was getting it. He was still going to get it. Even on the games where he didn't have great yardage totals, here's what a run is against Buffalo or Kansas City or anybody that he runs it against, it's about 35 seconds clock time every time. So 30 times, he can take up 30 seconds of clock time. That's a big deal. And then he can also just run around you or finish and run over you, or he can just run away from everybody. Go with the king. That was my offensive pick. Yeah. I know it's a, I know it's a cliche, but I went with the king. Well, well first half of the season, there's no way. He's still leading rusher in the NFL he right now. So I am dot, 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 king. <laughs> king. He probably yeah. will be next week, too. Yeah, so he's he's still number one. So, you know, we went through that. Uh, which one you want to go next? Defense? You go we defense. have enough time. You got to be quick, though. All right, we'll get defense. Then we'll take our break. Then we'll come back. We'll finish, we'll finish in the first half of the second hour. Who you got on defense? For me, it's the guy who's tied for a third in the NFL in sacks right now in Harold Landry with nine sacks. The step forward that he's taken. I, Blaine, I think I'm just conditioned at this point for how often you talk about the secondary mm-hmm. and how much help a secondary gets from yeah. a pass rush. Probably not a coincidence. Kevin Byard is maybe having a career year with the best pass rush mm-hmm. so far that he's ever had for the Titans. So, Byard, you can obviously make the argument. He's a candidate for defensive player of the year. But Harold Landry, I don't think anything happens on defense uh, with the success they're having without Harold Landry and obviously the push they're getting up front. But he's getting home, and he's getting home consistently. Right. And since he said that, I'm going to just go dot, dot, dot for me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Harold Landry. Because of his consistency game in and game out, there's not a game that we haven't called his name doing something, even in this last game when you would probably say he didn't do a lot, still got a half a sack. Sure did. Seven games, he's yeah. at least had a half a sack in a row. So how many sacks he got right now? He's got nine. Yeah. In Thank nine you. games. Yeah. yeah, he's the best guy. <laughs> as much as it pains me not to go with my man Bayard. <laughs> do you guys know what the projected 
tag number is for a linebacker next year. I looked because I knew we would talk about Harold Landry today. Ooh, because uh, this might be the easiest way to keep him for another year. The tag number. Tag number. Is it high? Not this year, but next yeah. year when the cap's going up. 18 million. Just under 17-4. You're always good at guessing. Wow, well, it's close. 17-4. Yeah. Hey, man, sorry. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we're going to have you for another year. 17-4. That's projected. Could be a little more, a little less. Could be 18. Could be could be a little less. So that was you had? I had Kevin Byer. I do. Yeah. Five interceptions. <laughs> hey, man, I sat next to a safety every day. I'm picking a safety. It was that hard for me not, but, yeah, that, that was I can't believe days. you didn't pick a safety. I, I will try not to be biased to the safety. Oh, come on, man. You can be biased. Uh, Land, right. Landry, you know, he's about to get his payday. He's about to get paid looks like Byer. Maybe it's seventeen point four million. I, I I'd have a hard time letting him go uh, after this year. But you know, I'm not the salary capologist. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll finish special teams. Uh, biggest surprise, disappointment, most underrated rookie of the year. We'll do all that next. Join us if you want to. Blaine and Mickey, one zero four five. The Zone.